If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales awareness and beyond. I'm your host, Jason Falls. Today, we are going to drill right into the heart of the matter. Social selling is the topic, and the book by that name, now in its second edition, is authored by Timothy Hughes. He is the founder and CEO of DLA Ignite, which is a global social selling company. In 2021, he was listed as one of the top eight sales experts to follow globally on LinkedIn. So if anyone knows how to diagram the strategies to sell via social, your community online, influencers, well, it's Tim Hughes, and he's here today. Now, before we bring him in, I want to remind everyone to take a moment to hit that follow or subscribe button if you're watching this on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show is a streaming program and audio podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. Find us primarily on YouTube or LinkedIn. Just look for Scipio AI as the username and don't miss our stream show each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. If you prefer to just listen to uh, the audio on demand via podcast, search for The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show, wherever you get your podcasts or for an easy menu to subscribe. You can go to the URL that is on your screen if you're watching the stream, scipio.ai slash podcast. All right, we uh, uh, now are at a point in the time where we remind ourselves that we want to make efficient use of your time uh, watching here on the live stream. So let's get to it. Tim Hughes is one of, if not the preeminent expert in the world on the concept of social selling. His book by that name is now in its second edition. Uh, I have a new copy right here in my greasy little hands. Ah. Uh, I think I've even got the first edition around here somewhere. So, Tim, good morning, good afternoon, good evening uh, to you, sir. How are you? Hello, Jason. I, I am really well. Thank you very much. And, and thank you for having me on your show. I'm really oh, excited. To we, we, the, the pleasure is all ours because obviously uh, with community commerce marketing, we talk about social media, we talk about influence marketing, we talk about commerce and selling and how that all converges, converges, converges is what I'm trying to say. Um, and having you on the show is, I mean, it's a no brainer. So it's, it's great to Thank catch you. up with you. I think you and I have been connected for a long time and I've always loved your content. So I'm really excited to pick your brain a little bit here today. To give people a little bit of context before we dig in, though, tell us a little bit about how you got to be one of the most trusted voices in this concept of social selling. We're we're about the same age, but this isn't something we learned in school. So how did Tim Hughes come to be? Um, well, I'm, my background is sales. I've been in sales for, for 25 years um, and I got fed up of um, selling accounting systems, which is what I was doing at a, in a corporate uh, US software company and um, I've actually been on Twitter now for just over, it's just just past my 14th um, anniversary and and I my manager said that oh, there's something happening on social media we need to be on it and we need to do something and I kind of put it off for six months yeah. and then I started investing in it um, and then this social selling thing I, and I started you know trying to work out what it was about and going back in time so 2014 I was actually in a Forbes list 
in the top 30 social sellers in the world. Um, and, um, and, and I was doing, my, my company paid for me to do a blogging course. <laughs> and the person um, who, who, um, who ran the blogging course says, you need, to, you need to be famous for something. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know, what, what am I going to be famous for? And it was like this lightning bolt hit me. And I thought, I'm going to be famous for social selling. There you go. That's well, let me, let me push that a little bit further. You, you spent a long time, as you mentioned, selling software. Um, I know you have uh, Oracle in your background and a couple of other companies until the mid two thousands, social selling, at least in the social media context, wasn't how things were done. When did you start to see that landscape change and, and, and were there benchmark moments you remember as maybe, maybe Eureka moments that led you to where you are now? Yeah, there was, there was certain things that were going on around about, probably 2012, um, uh, 2013, I was working for uh, a sales VP who was um, particularly inspirational, especially around social. And he allowed me to experiment. Um, and we did a whole bunch of things. So we rolled out, it would have been very, very rudimentary, basic social selling across 4,000 people in, in Europe, which was mainly like, look up the person before you go to a meeting. Um, <laughs> But we also got pushback from from what we call public sector. I think you call it, um, well, it's selling to government, yeah. where a lot of people said there's nobody, no, people in government aren't on social media. And we said, okay, we'll just connect to them. And we started realizing that we were able to influence deals and opportunities where classic what happens in public sector is there's a tender and you're not allowed to talk to the client when the tender comes out. But you, there's nothing stopping you putting out content that is around that bid because so we got all the salespeople to connect to their public sector contacts you then putting out content and we actually had a cfo like one of our posts now that we won that bid now we could never ever connect and attribute the fact that we that there was a connection there but the fact of the matter is you you were able to influence where you couldn't influence and there was all kinds of things of course unfortunately one of the um uh there was a sneaky tool that we had uh, which unfortunately you can't use anymore because of the um, LinkedIn APIs got shut down. Oh, yeah. But there was a particularly sneaky tool that you could use where you could actually check out Jason Falls, for example, and see yeah. who you were connected to or who you were connecting to. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember the days when LinkedIn had a little bit more open API. That was, that was a lot more useful. I, I wish they would take it. So we were, we, were, we, were, we were in a bid against SAP. And the client said, we're not talking to any, um, uh, any, anybody at all. And um, we actually spotted that they were connecting to the class customers, connecting to our competition. Um, and there was all kinds of things, you know, that, and, and, and just, just the way that um, things have changed around social media, especially through, um, through, through COVID, the acceleration of people using social media and the digital platforms as a way of connecting to people. It's just amazing. It is. Well, thank you for placating the historian in me. I, 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 that's not exactly why I had you here, but I wanted everybody to fully understand where you're coming from in this conversation. So let's get into more of what your book teaches us. The viewers and listeners here, Tim, are social media savvy, but many of them would probably not say that they really understand how to sell via social. What do you say to someone who just says, how do I use social media to sell more stuff? What, well, you can use social media to sell more stuff. The, the thing is, is that the, the usual way of selling, which is uh, interruption and pitch, um, doesn't apply anymore. 
Um, so if you think about the way that cold calling works, the way that spam email works, the way that advertising works, I basically interrupt you and I pitch. And, and what people miss is the fact that this is social media. It's, it's media where you're social. And so therefore the driver that we're, that we're looking for is actually conversations. Because a lot of people will say, well, I'm going to go to social media and post content. It's like, yeah, what are you going to get from that? Because <laughs> actually the whole point of going to social media is to be social and have conversations. Because mm -hmm. what you sell or what I sell requires you to have a conversation. So we know that conversations drive sales. So we actually have a definition of what social selling is. If I may read it out off my, on my wall, Please. which is it's using your presence and behavior on social media to build, influence, make connections, grow relationships, trust, which lead to conversations and commercial interactions. At no point did I say what you need to do is connect people and pitch because that's spam. That's not social selling. But if you think about it, using your present behavior on social media to build influence, make connections, grow relationships and trust, which lead to conversation and commercial interaction. Yeah. Uh, and we've got some real benchmarks where we're, you know, this isn't just my opinion. I, we have data to back this up about where people are actually using this. You know, I've got customers that are doing two, you know, one of them got a two point six million dollar deal off the back of using social media. You know, this isn't just about itsy bitsy stuff that, you know, people are doing proper business to business enterprise and business to business um, deals using using social media. Sure. Well, and, and, and I know a lot of what you deal with is in the business to business space, but it certainly I think is is certainly relevant in, B, in B2C as well, because, again, when either the salesperson or the uh, store owner or the marketing director or, you know, somebody involved with the company or the brand is present and accounted for in the conversation, then that makes that brand more relatable. It makes them more trustworthy. Um, yes. And so it certainly translates. So to, to pick out a few uh, concepts for everyone that I heard in there that he didn't exactly say, but the concepts are like personal branding, social listening, being responsive, giving to get. These are all the ideas that social media marketers have been following for a couple of decades now. Tim, what is it that prevents businesses from taking what they know and hear constantly about social media and applying it? Why aren't enough brands getting this? Um, I don't know, Jason. Um, I mean, so, so let's, let's take let's take personal branding. I, I actually don't like the term because I always find that it's 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 kind of you know you're you know we're, we're 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 mere mortals and and when you think of personal brands you think of people like ted rubin or brian solis or you know these sort of like um amazing figures that have been around for a long time yeah. um and 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 you know mere mortals i can never be like that therefore you know we tend to talk about um biocentric profiles which is about having a profile that your buyer will go do you know that looks interesting Rather than at the moment, most people that we look at, especially salespeople, we go, I don't know you. I don't like you. I don't trust you. And I'm not going to try and talk to you because you're going to try and sell me something I don't want. Right. Whereas, you know, what, what we're finding, we, we know because the data shows that 60 percent of the world's population are on social media. We also we also know that the average person spends two and a half hours a day on social media. <laughs> which is an awful lot of time. Yeah. Um, and, and so we know that because of, um, uh, because of COVID, 
our buyers have now migrated over digital. So classic, most people were in the physical or in the analog space, and now they've actually moved across into digital. Mm-hmm. So whenever we, you know, if we're, if we're feeding the dog, that's working in the analog physical world. As soon as we go onto LinkedIn, we're in the digital world. That requires us to do certain things. So having a, um, a biocentric profile means that people ultimately will be able to walk past your shop window and go, that's really interesting. Because yeah. you know, when we go onto LinkedIn, we go, we go to get our phones out and we go boring, 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 <laughs> boring, 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 boring. And then we go, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. And all the brands I talk to, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, we're the, we're the, uh, we're the, 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 that's interesting people. You go, really? Are you? What, the brochures that you're putting out? He's like, yeah. do, 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 do you really think that people come to social media to look at brochures? Because our data shows that they don't. They come to social media to be social. You know, this is about having a conversation and, you know, it's putting out, um, you know, we, we had a, a, one of our, one of my team basically put out a, a, a piece of a content that was him and his son on the beach. Okay. And, and he'd done all the things that we, so we, we, we teach people how to get a biocentric profile, how to get a wide and varied network and how to create content. If you do those three things and you do those three things well, what you're able to do is actually start using content as a way of generating leads, meetings, conversations and business. So he put out a picture of him and his son by the beach. And off that, he got six C-level meetings, uh, two proposals and one purchase order. Crazy. Now, now, most people um, say two words. One of them is hell. And, and the, sec- the first word is F uh, whenever <laughs> I call them that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, yeah, this is what you're missing out on. But it's not a case of just turning up at um, social media and saying, I'm just going to put a brochure out. Or I'm just going to post something. It's about having a very clear step by step process. Sales has always been a process. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 if, if you don't have a bar-centric profile, people, people won't take you seriously. You're right. just another salesperson. Uh, and there seems to be this fashion at the moment on, on LinkedIn and social media that you become this, this amorphous of salespeople that nobody wants to, to deal with, putting out stuff that, you know, and, and everybody says the same thing, which is buy my product because we're great. Right. You know, my, my, my background is accounting and, and Oracle, SAP, Sage, um, all of the people go to market saying the same thing. They've got the best accounting system. Uh, and 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 the average buyer, you know, you may have something which is has a particular piece of functionality, but the average buyer doesn't can't work that out and understand that. So we just see the sea of sameness, and it's the same with the with 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 people. Um, and if, if we've got a bar centric profile that makes it look, makes us look interesting, that I can help you. Um, now. When I mean help you, it may mean that you've got to spend $2.6 million with me, which is what uh, NAMAS Consulting um, did. But the fact that buyers are going online and searching um, and the data shows that um, most people under the age of 30 are now using social media to search more than they do Google. We generally do the same together. But with Google, what happens is that you, you you can put in um what's the capital of nigeria and it'll give you an answer but if you put into google what's the best crm system in the world you have ten thousand crm systems buying the search yeah if you go to social media 
and go and put in what's the best CRM system in the world, you actually probably will get a response because someone may be saying this is the worst CRM system in the world or this is <laughs> or this is the best. Right. And so what we're finding is that is that and, and we're seeing this move away from search where we know the answer to actually discovery, which is where we're going onto social media and we don't know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So this is where that 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 individual has gone onto social media. They're searching for a, a problem that they have. They're not sure that they've got a problem. They see someone, they go, that person looks interesting. And then they walk towards them. Now, yeah. a buyer walking towards a salesperson is transformational. <laughs> uh, and now, once you walk towards them and say, I think you could help me get, there's then that conversation that will take place between a salesperson right. that's taken place for, yeah. forever. But the fact that they were actually then able to turn that into a tra- transaction yeah. using social media, that's that's the difference. Now, I'm so, not saying that the whole sale has to take place on social media. There's still right. a, there's still probably a call that, 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 or, or a number of calls that take place, but this is transformational. Sure. So I can hear some people out there maybe asking the question. So if I have a buyer-centric profile, so my profile is going to be, obviously, just to use the definitions, centric to the buyer that I'm trying to attract. Yes. What does your employee posting a picture of his son on the beach have to do with that? Where, where's the connection between the non-work related content profile piece and making that connection to the audience? I think that's where people get lost. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Jason. So the first thing about, about your biocentric profile, we're looking for, so we're going back to those concepts that you talked about earlier on. What we're looking for is people that can help us. We, okay. what we're, we're very good at humans at looking at somebody. You know, when we were on the Serengeti um, and, when, and what we had to do was stay alive from being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. If someone started walking towards us, a stranger, we could work out before they got to us whether they were going to kill us or not. And we're very good at going into rooms and going onto Zoom calls and going, I like you, or I don't like you. Uh, and what we're doing is that we're actually putting ourselves up. A biocentric profile is about us. It's not about our company and our products, because until I like you, I'm not going to investigate your, your company or your products. Yeah. So this is about leaning into leaning into who you are. So, for example, in, in the book, I talk about a company called Cyberhawk, which is a client of ours. Um, they're a drones company. Chris Fleming, who is the CEO, and you can look, look Chris up on, on um, and the whole of the C-suite on LinkedIn. They all have bar-centric profiles. Okay. And Chris actually talks about on his profile about why um, he was expelled from school. But he uses this as a, as a he's like, I, I was terrible at school. You know, I, but this actually gives me the, 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 the skills to understand why I'm a CEO and an entrepreneur, hmm. because I know what it's like to, 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 to what's good behavior. And I know what it's like to have bad behavior. So, so first and foremost, it's about the biocentric profile is about, about, about you. Then the second thing is about having a wide and varied network. If you're not connected to the people you're trying to influence, so the people you're trying to sell, they can't see you. You're invisible. And our research shows that 80% of salespeople are basically invisible to the people that they're trying to sell. So if I'm, if I, as a buyer, go out and try and look for your stuff, I won't find it. Yeah. Uh, and then the third thing, which is what you talked about, is about content. So 
when you put out content, the content again is about getting a digital resonance. How can I look at Tim Hughes and say, I think he can help me. Um, and so when I come to your LinkedIn profile or, or, or any part of social media, I need to be able to look at your LinkedIn profile and go, I can see what you stand for. So you'll see if you people come and look at me, they'll see articles about social selling. Um, I put one out today. We've, we, we, what we've been able to do is benchmark it. So I'm saying so today's article was if you're social selling already, that's brilliant. But how do you know whether what you're doing is good or not? Right. So here's a benchmark. And uh, anyway, so when someone comes to your profile, but what we're looking for is 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 something about you. So it. What, what we normally do is say to salespeople, go, okay, so what's your best way of winning a deal? Well, I take um, uh, the customer to a game or to uh, dinner. Oh, great. So what do you do? Do you take a, a pile of brochures under your arm and read them out? No, don't be so stupid. <laughs> I talk to them about their family and, and, and stuff like that. Okay, so why do you do that? Well, the more I get to know the person, the more I, the person likes me and trusts me. It's exactly the same on social media. What we're looking for is that 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 relationship now if i put pictures of me and this my my son by the beach every single day the only assumption that you can uh, jump to is the fact that i spend all my day on the beach <laughs> so so this is this is about and what you'll find is you, you'll get far more engagement and engagement is your ability to have a conversation conversations create sales so what we're doing is that we're saying this is how you can solve your business problem. But also, this is how this is me about who I am. Right. Um, like, and, 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 that, and that's and that's in, in the book. I talk about 411 and that's about having that different types of content will give you different given different things. I love that. Let, let's let's shift to influence for a moment. We like to leave off the R and talk about the verb rather than the noun in that influencer marketing phrase. Uh, you've got a chapter in your book called Controlling Influence. Take us through the idea behind that. How can brands control the influence they wish to apply to the various creators and audiences they partner with online? Yeah, um, what I've done in the book is I've um, uh, plotted um, trust versus influence. on, And, you know, the, the closer that you are to or an influencer is to a brand, the less likely somebody's going to trust it. Because ultimately, you know, if we go to a website um, or we read a brochure or a white paper, we know what it's going to say. You know, if Salesforce produces a white paper, we know it's going to say Salesforce is amazing. Um, whereas the further you get away from uh, that, the more likely, or the, the further we get away from the brand, the more likely we, that we're actually going to trust um, uh, the, the person. Now, um, that's something that brands have to grapple with um, and actually recognize that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a great believer in co-creation. I like if I'm working with a brand, it's 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 because we're going to co-create something. Right. Um, and, you know, I recently read a report where it's from a company that produces um, videos where you can send to people. And of course, the, the research, all it did was talk about how important it was in sending videos to people. And you go, well, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, and and I, so normally what I do, if I find good research, as a, as a, is I will read the report and go, there's three things that my audience need to know about this from this report. And I then I write a blog and say, here's the report. You can go and read it. But I actually think these are the three important things. Um, uh, but in, in this particular case, I just binned it because it was just too much of a brochure. 
Yeah. I, I know people want, but, but people just, people, because you're so close to the brand, people don't trust it. If they'd come to me or somebody and said, okay, write something about um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the material. So, you know, if the brand's coming out with it, then what happens is that we just don't believe it. But if you co-create something with a uh, with an influencer, then what the, the influencer is able to do is create something which is far more trustworthy, but you still have your brand stamp on it at the same time. Very nice. Well, there's a lot more of this uh, knowledge in the book. Tim, where can people find the social selling uh, book and you on the interwebs? You can get that on Amazon Worldwide. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, and um, please, or, or our website is dlaignite.com. Very good. We will uh, make sure that we have those links in uh, the show notes that will pop over uh, on LinkedIn and YouTube. Tim, thank you so much for the leadership you, and wisdom you've provided and continue to provide for the industry. It's an honor to have you on the show, my friend. Thanks, Jason. It's good talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. Tim, Timothy Hughes, ladies and gentlemen, the book again is social selling here. I'll let you see it again. I gotta, gotta go, go grab it. Hold that up there. Pretty, pretty, pretty yellow book there. Uh, Techniques to influence buyers and change makers. We'll drop the link to the book on Amazon in the comments thread on the stream of the show on YouTube, LinkedIn. We're probably over on Facebook now too. So uh, if you're listening on the podcast on demand after our big live stream, go find those posts and get those uh, links. Uh, folks, if you weren't aware, by the way, Scipio.ai, speaking of books, Scipio.ai has published our very own ebook, which I hope uh, will uh, pass through the Timothy Hughes filter of being useful. Um, I think it will. Uh, but we've published our very own ebook called The Marketer's Guide to, let me click a button here to get it up so you can see it. Uh, it's called The Marketer's Guide uh, to Community Influence Marketing. It is a step by step guide to plugging into your own community of customers, fans, and followers, identifying the influential voices among those people who already know you and finding influencers and content creators to fill your content coffers with user-generated content to promote you in their circles of influence. For those watching on the live stream, uh, we do have a QR code for you here. I'll, I'll blow this up and make it bigger so you can scan that with your phones if you'd like to do that. Uh, the QR code will take you to the download page. For those of you who are listening in, on the audio stream or don't want to grab your cameras and take the picture of the, U, uh, the QR code, the URL there is getscipio.ai slash guide. That's get, G-E-T, Scipio, C-I-P-I-O, dot A-I slash guide. This guide will show you how to turn influencer marketing on its head a little bit, tap into the influential people you already know and who already know you and leverage them to promote your brand, products, messaging and beyond. We've been doing this for dozens of brands now for a little over a year and want to show you how transform your influencer marketing into true influence marketing using your very own brand community. Again, the URL getscipio.ai slash guide. That is going to uh, wrap it up for today's edition of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. Thank you so much for joining us. The solutions we're building to drive better commerce through your community include delivering UGC and community influence marketing content on scale. We do that using a lot of AI to surface both members of your brand community and the right members of said community to create UGC and influence on behalf of your brand. To find out more, just give us a visit at scipio.ai and hit the demo button in the upper right. 
The Rise is a production of Scipio.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube so you never miss broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio content on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being a part of our community. We'll see you again soon on another episode of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.